0: Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, the dead are on the rise and it's our job to keep them down because we're talking about Cemetery Man. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi Mark.
1: <laughs> where
0: in the hell are we? I'm so
2: sure.
3: Want a date? Listen, sister, if I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of
1: you.
0: This whole thing
4: has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake! Just look like you like me, and let's in time, all right? No. It snakes up there this big? Wolfman's got an art.
0: What did I say? No jelly rolls.
4: What are you going to do to me, Daddy? And you can't piss on hospitality! I won't allow it! hey, motherfucker.
0: Thanks for joining the cult, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, do us a favor: head over to iTunes, uh, leave us a review. Uh, we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show if you do. Guess what? We got one to do tonight. Oh, uh, do we really? Yes, we do. We sure do. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! There it is. So we got one to do tonight. Uh, also, if you want to support the show even further than that, please head over to Redbubble.com and just search "Colt Film Shop." or search CFIR in the search bar and uh, pull up our store and take a look at our shirts and go purchase one. It helps support the show. And then you can join us. Join us. July 20th at Phoenix Film Bar for Night of the Creeps. Come out, watch the movie with us, and then stay afterwards for a discussion. Good stuff. And as always, I am joined by Cosmith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Womberg. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi, everyone. And tonight we are joined by a very special guest, two-timer oh, festival oh. director, Monty Yazi <laughs> of the International Horror and Sci-Fi Film Festival. Welcome.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. I am so happy to be back at the table. You guys are great, and I missed all those times that uh, you guys did movies I really wanted to be on without me. <laughs> you should
1: really let us know next time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tonight, we're talking about Cemetery Man. It was directed by Michel Sovi. I'm going to go with that. Uh, this year was 1994. Uh, it made about 253000 in the box office, was filmed in Italy, and has currently sits at a 63% on Rotten
2: Tomatoes. This is Monty's pick. Monty, why did you pick Cemetery Man? Because it was 1994, and I think Monty was discovering a lot of movies in 1994, and you know, I was a video store kid, so I was sitting in the blockbuster video looking at all these different movies. And for some reason, Della Morte, Della was always sitting on the top shelf. And I usually uh, related those movies to movies being uh, much more mature than I was ready for, at least. Maybe that's where they kept all the Zalman Kings, Red Shoe Diaries, um, all the Familians, all the near mm-hmm. NC 17 rated stuff. And I said, that's a cool looking cover. I think I know who that guy is. I think I'm going to watch that movie. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a video store thing. I grew up uh, in a blockbuster, and I, I think it took a long time for my video store to get that movie. Is that the Rupert Everett cover where he's standing over the over the grave? Yep, with the cross. It's kind of kind of a lame cover, but I just remember thinking like it's top shelf, like. I, there's a reason why those guys put it up that high. There's it's
0: probably... weird that you say it's a lame cover because I kind of feel like the same way, too. It is kind of a lame cover, but somewhat eye-catching because I remember seeing it when I worked at Hollywood video. And I always would be like, what is this movie? What is this movie? What is this movie? And I did eventually end up renting it. And we'll talk about that here in a second when I ask, "Is anybody seen this film? Uh, but, yeah, it, I, it's weird because it's not, it, it really isn't the most eye-pleasing at all. No. But somehow it just, and it's all monotone in one color. And it just still, I don't know, draws you in.
2: And it was weird, I think, in 1994 to see, like, uh, like, foreign horror kind of come into, like, the mainstream. And I remember, like, seeing that in Fangoria Magazine. I remember seeing that, like, kind of advertised in front of uh, some of the video uh, previews that I'd watch on the VHS tapes I'd get. And just thinking to myself, I'm like, we're never going to get that movie because it's a foreign film. And, like, I think day and date that it was supposed to be on VHS, it was in my store. And I remember being really excited about getting it, taking it home, and, of course, like, having it turned off, like, halfway through because <laughs> I realized I could only watch this movie at nighttime. And everybody else <laughs> had gone to sleep.
1: I love it. This is a wee right. baby Monty yeah. pic. That's right. Yeah. It was, uh, let
2: see, I was 13, I think, 13 yeah. years old at the time. How'd you get yeah. out
1: of the video store with this when you are 13?
2: I had cool parents who, would, who signed off the parent yeah. waiver.
3: Right. So no restrictions. I did not have that cool appearance either. I
0: was lucky enough though to have not that smart of (laughs) parents who were like, Yeah, Toxic Avenger, yeah, that's a cartoon on T V. You can get that. (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) You can watch it by yourself. you don't
2: have to worry about it. It's a cartoon on TV. Yeah. my parents never said anything about Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight because they had that same like cartoon that was on kind of at the same time. So they let us they let me buy that VHS. I remember watching it over and over over again. And it's super like gory, you yeah. know? Like <laughs> the movie has like a lot of <laughs> gory scenes and someone has nipple clamps on yeah, it early that in that movie. Shit.
3: Yeah, it's I remember that movie actually like I like, that was the first time I'd ever
0: seen anybody use nipple
3: clamps, and it confused the shit out of me. Well, we
0: found out about, about the first time you saw woman back when you watched uh, Willow last yeah, week. Right?
2: <laughs> woman backs, Old nipple lady clamps. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Old lady backs. Old lady backs. <laughs> <laughs> really, they were through
0: you back then,
2: so. <laughs> Making Chris, Chris have feelings Nibble. he never knew yeah. he had. Hey,
3: you know, you learn a
0: lot from film, guys.
2: <laughs> <up>, yeah.
0: <you laughs> so let me ask this question. Who here has seen this film before? Kyle, have you seen it before?
1: Um, so I didn't think I had until I started watching it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I've, I've totally seen this." And I think I saw it on—I uh, want to say it used to be on Netflix like four or five years ago. It was on. It was on Netflix. I think it
0: may have been. I think it may have been. Right. Yeah,
1: and that, that's when that's when apparently, apparently I watched it and. Uh, I didn't remember until I put it on, and it was like five minutes. Into it, I was like, oh, I've seen this movie. And then as each subsequent scene, I kept thinking, like, did I watch it all the way through? And then each scene, I was like, no, nah, I remember that. remember that all the way to the end. So, yes. But, but felt new. How's that? <laughs> it felt new to me. I had not.
3: <laughs> felt so new. I had not seen this movie before, and it's one of those ones where I always felt like I I, sh- I should have already seen this. Uh, a lot of people talk about it, and I, I've heard a lot of people praise this film. Um, and I don't know; I don't remember this being in the video store. But if it was, I must have just looked past it. Um, also, like I, I, I do remember seeing this artwork at some point, like that you guys are the, the art you are talking about. But I always thought it was an older film that just had like a newer looking like nineties cover. You know, but I I didn't realize that it was actually made in like the mid '90s. I thought this was like an an earlier film.
2: The movie has like a very '80s aesthetic the entire time. Like it almost feels like it's in the vein of like like that late '80s push. But I'm 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 actually a little surprised because out of the group, I thought you would be the one that had seen this movie before (laughs) anybody else. Like I'm actually really kind of shocked that it wasn't that that wasn't one that you discovered first.
3: It's not. It's not something that. You know, I guess not something that drew me in if it was on the shelf and people have talked about it, but I've never just I've never come in contact with it. Like like somebody wasn't, hey, let me, you know, let you borrow this and check it out or hey, you should go watch it over here. Nobody's really ever like offered it to me. You know what I mean? So was
1: this more surprising or more surprising that he hadn't seen Rocky before?
2: Oh, don't even talk about Rocky Four. <laughs> Rock, not watching Rocky Four is like not being like a true American. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I think true. I hold my horror movie respect for you too high
3: <laughs> because of Rocky Horror. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky Horror? I didn't even Four. know. Yeah. She yeah. thought
4: Rocky Four was a sequel yeah. to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> That's why I thought. He was like, "Yeah, I've seen no, it all, all didn't the really time." I really like the first one, so why yeah, would I t- start? Time why warp. would I watch the two, three? <laughs> Does he, doesn't he fight the time warp That's at
0: funny. some point? <laughs> Mike, have you seen this before? I was
4: kind of like in the same boat as Kyle. Like, um, I'd see I've, I've seen half of it. I know that for a fact. And I kind of remember it was like I think like at three a.m. and it was on Showtime. And I was like, "Ooh, Rupert Everett! I can't quit you." So I just uh, started watching, <laughs> started watching it. And then I, I, I'm, I'm at some point, you know, when you kept saying like, I, I kept asking myself, "Have I gotten this far?" Yeah. At, there was about halfway through it. I was like, "Yeah, this is the place where I." fell asleep <laughs> okay, <laughs> and did not go any further or something. Because, uh, yeah, I don't remember the other half of this film. But definitely the beginning, I totally remembered it.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I had seen this too, and I do remember the beginning also because at the time that I watched it, it was a Hollywood video. Like I said, I remember the cover. I remember renting it because of the cover art. And I took it home, and I remember the first half because that's about as far as I made it then. <clears> it was about as far as I made it on, on on with the movie. I didn't make it any further than that. And I remember that as I was watching it now the second time. Like... Yeah, yeah, I didn't finish this.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what I was like, because I was like, I know I've seen this. And then I was like, yeah, I didn't see this all the way through. I'm telling you, man. I don't any people of get
2: end. to a certain scene in that movie and they're like, I'm done.
4: <laughs> <laughs> too much. You know, I don't know. Too, yeah, was... <laughs> so, too much alone time. Too much
2: one on one. I thought I, I thought I had seen
0: it. thought I had seen it, but I was wrong.
2: But, you know, I I oftentimes think about Cemetery Man in negative and positive terms, because when I was younger, I didn't really care for it. I thought it was actually kind of boring. I really didn't relate to it. And as I got a little bit older, like in my 20s, I really, really liked it again or I really started to like it. And then when I got when I watched it last night, actually, just recently, I actually sat and said to myself, I'm like, man, this movie, like, it's okay, but it's not like knock out knock out of the ballpark, you know, like give a rating away yet, man. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah honestly, we haven't made it to the first break but like, yet. But I think but I think <laughs> but I think there's stuff that I appreciate about the movie so much, like as like as an older film fan, because it does like it's a nineteen ninety four film that feels like it was made in nineteen eighty four. And there's so much like beautiful work that he's doing with some of the camera motions. Some of the practical designs are really good. The comedy is like super dark. Like it's like a dark horror comedy kind of feel, and some of that really made me laugh this time. When I think in my even in my twenties, it kind of went over my head. Uh, But yeah, it's just a whole different kind of respect that I've had for this movie as I've gotten a little bit older. So yeah, I mean, I think it's like amazing now, but I still really respect like what it's trying to do. Well, with that being
0: said, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. It's time for plots with Mike.
4: Is it everyone's favorite part? I've heard a
0: lot of people I, say that.
4: Really? Yeah. I don't think you've heard one person I say that.
0: walk down the streets, I hear I hear people say, "You guys, are you the guy that works with Plots with Mike? I say, I am.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, the, I am. The podcast yeah, is I, called for you. <laughs> I thought it was Plots with Mike. I shut it off right after that. <laughs> That's
0: what they do. You mean it's not called Plots with Mike? <laughs> no. Oh, it's called Cold War. Yeah, we're World. a
1: podcast where we just read you the premise of a movie. <laughs> yeah. <and> that's it.
2: <laughs> every every funniest. time I hear Mike's voice, I just go Ah! In my car. Every time. I'm just kidding. That? I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> you so you got, you got so asleep. I believed you I'm for sorry. a second no. there, punching so the concerned. steering wheel.
4: <laughs> I thought it was like because you didn't want spoilers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know if I'm up for this one, guys. Why you've been up for every other one up this till now? This plot is difficult. Anyways, it starts. It stars Rupert Everett, like I said, mm-hmm. everyone's favorite Everett. Um, <laughs> some, sorry, some. sorry, Cody. <laughs> it's true. It's he's uh he's a Francesco della Morte. He uh, he's a he's well. They, everyone calls him the engineer, but he's just guarding this cemetery because every night uh, these uh, the dead rise from their grave, and it's his job to put the re- them back into it.
2: The returners is that what they call the them? Returners, yeah, call them.
4: Nods on. This is just like uh, Walking Dead, where they just. Like, why wouldn't you just call it a zombie? <laughs> why, well, you gotta come up with a clever name every 15th. <laughs> Everybody knows these are zombies. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so he's gotta put the dead back in its grave, and he does it, you know, with a, with a trusty revolver. Uh, he, the only guy that's uh, also in on this is Gon- Nagi? Nagi. Nagi, yeah. A friend of his who uh, only says one word, nah. That's all he says. Nah. And uh, one day, uh, uh, a man is buried, an older man, and his wife is... is let's just put it that way Mm -hmm. Uh, and they instantly fall in love and I mean that like literally like they see each other one time and then it's on it's just on and um, she ends up getting killed by uh, well she kind of gets killed they thought she thinks he gets killed uh, by one of the uh, dead that's rising from his grave and then it turns out that uh, he was wrong (laughs) and he put her in the grave a little early (laughs) just a little early and uh, then from there, it's just kind of like, see, this is the part where the plots just kind of <laughs> meld together. Uh, I think it's more like uh, yeah. I could just say that re- we could s- go to step one, two, and three, and just repeat it three or four more times. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he meets the girl again in, in different forms, and uh, you know, then he just tries to figure out who the hell he's talking to on the phone. I think that's pretty <laughs> much <laughs> the plot. Calamity ensues. <laughs> yeah, Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Not
0: Claudio We'll get into Claudio Here when we come right back Cause I, oof, I gotta talk about that name Being screamed in my face <laughs> 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 Guys we're talking about Sims and man We'll be right back
4: Stop killing the dead They're mine If you don't want the dead Coming back to life Why don't you just kill the living? Shoot them in the head. Are you listening to me?
0: Let's get into this film because I got questions. I do. I I don't want to get into the end yet because I I got questions there and where this unravels too. Um, But so it's weird. This movie has, to me, it has some sense of, how do I put this? it's a small town
2: USA in Italy feel to it because everybody knows everybody
0: everybody knows well yeah. it's everybody knows everybody and I feel like a lot of um, Rupert Everetts story in this film is I gotta get out of this town even with the when we get into the end which that feels like in a very we see this in a lot of uh, I, I feel like American films so I kind of picked up on that a little bit I don't know if anybody else did um I got like a lot I don't know it felt I didn't pick
1: up on that but like I I've seen seen a lot of few other Italian horror, like horror films and agenda films and stuff and especially um especially uh the beyond has that kind of vibe and I don't know if it's just an Italian thing where it's just like everything happens in these tiny little villages where crazy shit seems to go on but like I, I got I picked up on that I didn't equate it to small town USA but I also thought oddly enough I thought this was a Spanish film for most of the movie until until I, I realized it's Italian I don't know why that is hmm. anybody else get that no uh, I didn't
4: think it was Spanish I did,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, was I there thought I it was, was a Spanish yeah. horror film. A Spanish I pick, Americana I pick, film. I picked <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> I picked up
0: on it like on the names. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh yeah!" But I feel like uh, maybe tone, as far as like that's color yeah. tone. Yeah, I would probably what? say. that. I think that's where I was too inside the cemetery, especially in their uh, their apartment and house thing. I don't know what that is. Their hobbit hole. That's I don't know, know what that's to call that. Their shanty a hut or a yeah. shack. Yeah. 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 I don't know what to call that. It has a stove. Engineer's Mansion. The Engineer's <laughs> Mansion. Yeah, you're not getting paid a lot for that job, by the way. It's not really a job. He's he's just... Rupert Everett's basically just trying to keep his job.
1: So, I, I, let's talk about his job, because I do have a question, and I don't remember if it was answered in the film. Why the fuck are the dead
4: rising? They just started to, I think, every seven days is what it did. Even he, he doesn't know. Yeah. He even says, I don't know if this happens everywhere else, but...
3: Do they say how long he's been doing it for?
4: No, that's I don't think what I'm they curious, do. Like, how like, long has he been there? Doing like started,
3: that.
1: Bits and pieces like that, that like I wish were peppered in the film because I feel like they, those left me questioning more than uh, absorbing. I feel like he's that's
2: also, I think, kind of the Italian aspect of like how they drew their narratives. Fulci and Argento and Bava, a lot of their films never had a you know part A to part B. There was never like a clear line. A lot of their movies just like would introduce. Random subject matter, and then just say we're gonna just let it fly with that. And I mean, I think that's where you get that bonkers kind of. I mean, think of movies like Pieces, or think of movies like, uh, you know, even some of Argento's later stuff in his in his in his uh, in his pantheon of movies. It's just just yeah. stuff that comes. I mean, Deep Red, for instance. I think Deep Red specifically, because there's a lot in that movie that just really doesn't make sense. They're like little conversations thrown in that really don't amount to anything. The explain anything pertinent to the ideal of what the story really is about yeah i just uh, often when i when i saw cemetery man this time around that part really came out to me as i'm like oh i can feel the italian influences maybe blending in and maybe even the just the italian way of crafting a film where to them it like i mean it's an art house film if you really think about it at the end of the day that cemetery man is an art house film i totally get the bumbling uh the bumbling aspect of like that little small town America. Because mm-hmm. you got a bumbling cop who <laughs> even at one point in time doesn't even assume that this guy that he's been talking to is spoilers, the the killer in town. And the he even screams it, you know, I did it and nothing happens. It's just that bumbling cop mentality. And then you got the father who stumbles in on his daughter. I mean, I, I totally get that idea. Like it reminds me of like parts of, like, how the burbs is fashioned out, like, just that bumbling mentality where even when there is, like, obvious signs that something is amiss, they just keep missing it. It <laughs> <Yeah>. just keeps <laughs> going past them.
1: I think I, I, I can I can agree with you, like, on the Fulci aspect, though, of the Italian drivers, because Fulci, I mean, nothing yeah. of, that he does has any real cohesive, mm-hmm. like, train of thought. But, like, even with, at least with Dario Gento, like, you get something at the end that kind of wraps shit up and in your mind you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and maybe e- even the same with Bava. But like, I don't know, this movie, there wasn't like, it was. it's just such a fractured, it feels definitely more in, in line in Fulci in terms of like the writing. And like, until you said that, I really didn't even connect those dots now. I'm like, oh shit. You I, know?
2: I also feel like the movie feels almost like an anthology to an extent. Like, Here's your first story with this guy and this beautiful woman. And then you get your ending where she dies. And then there's a second story that you get with uh, with, uh, with the assistant and mm-hmm. the severed head. And then that story ends. And then the final ending yeah. is your like serial killer story. Like It almost feels like, an, a, yeah, like a culmination of a bunch of I mean, stories. That's exactly how 4 of the Apocalypse in. is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just like four random thoughts four random smashed, thoughts. smashed yep. together that don't fit.
3: I think that that interesting that you said that because I you know, this is my first time seeing it so I'm trying to pull out what I can from that one that first time viewing. <clears throat> I never looked at it like that as segmented, you know, into these like short stories. I can definitely see that. I I'd have to imagine this movie was like probably super hard to market because. Yeah. What is it like? Is it a dark drama? Is it it's a horror? It's definitely got horror elements to it, but it's not like your typical horror film. It's 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 got this like kind of morose like drama to it, you know, Um, but it looks like a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of got this dark comedy element to it as well. You know, so I just was thinking like. When this came out in 94, it's like, who, like, how do you even get across what this movie
2: is? Well, it came out the same year that New Nightmare came out, Wes Craven's New Nightmare came out. Think about how, what New Nightmare looks like, and then think about what this movie looks like. Yeah. I mean, they're vastly different, vastly different in how they look. And I think, you know, looking at it, when I step back and say, okay, I'm going to think of it in art house terms, and I'm going to think of it as like maybe an independent art house horror film in the vein of maybe something like, tucker and dale versus evil which is again like has horror elements there's these aspects but how do you market a film like tucker and dale and i think that's the that, that's why that movie is still really hard to connect with people because they don't really know what to call it do you call it a comedy do you call it a independent you know stoner comedy do you call it a horror film it's it just it exists in this like weird place like what is it going to be?
0: Yeah, so much gray area. I no. saw the genres of this film listed as a horror black comedy surrealistic film. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. what I read yeah. it as, as what they listed it as well. I'm like, well, that's a really uh, close knit uh, subgenre there. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? This film and like one other, like one other one? <laughs> I'm sure that shelf is
1: pretty barren. Yeah, the I'm like that's the,
0: the, that one. Is... And here's our uh, <laughs> horror black comedy section. There's one film here. It's right here.
1: I remember when, <laughs> when I was a kid, me, though. Right? I remember seeing like I remember distinctly seeing a trailer for this movie, and I remember seeing stuff leading up to it, and in my mind. I always thought this movie was more in in like it's more of like an action horror film, Mm -hmm. I guess in my mind. I always and I think that's how it was marketed. I think I think the trailers really focused on a lot of like the gunplay and the killing the zombies and the creatures and really downplayed the other shit. Because like I thought when going into it was like, oh yeah, I know this movie. Like it's like a fucking it's like Aliens but in a fucking cemetery. It's just him fighting zombies and all sorts of shit.
3: Can Evil, I tell you why Evil Dead kind of felt like a little too I saw Can I that. tell you
0: why the trailer's cut that way? At least from my perspective <laughs> Oh, why to is get, that, you to uh, to get you to rent it? Yeah, because to me, that's the parts that are gonna. That's that's the. the well, to that's, me, that's the up parts of this film. Like that's when this film. Like I dude, I I can time it out to you right now. When I got interested in this film was the forty three minute mark. It's weird because I checked it too,
3: and for me it was like forty eight minutes. That's when you got interested. That's when I. That's, kinda, when I got, that's, yep. that's when I like didn't get interested, but when I started going. Okay, now I feel like I'm a little bit more sucked in than I was before. Yes,
1: that's so funny because like I I I didn't check the time, but it was about halfway through that, I, or probably around there that I started to slowly check out. Really
3: interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah I know when when Claudio jumps out of the grave in that motorcycle. <laughs> Bro, I'm in. That's what.
1: That's <laughs> when I, That's
3: what. That's when it
0: became too
1: grown worthy for me. I was like, Ah, oh, why is why was he buried with the motorcycle? Not no.
3: I was like,
2: Finally, that's kinda, that's kind of what I was hoping for from the beginning. You know. Yeah. Um, that, me too. Yeah. Do you think it's uh, do You think it's an aspect of like it being based on a comic book? Is that why? It is like, based on a comic book. It is based on a comic it book. Feels yeah. like it. The comic book was released in like the mid 1980s. A lot of people know it as Dylan Dog um okay dylan dog had a movie that just came out like 10 years yeah, ago i with totally remember Superman. With brandon roth yeah. 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 yeah it was not good it was not good no <laughs> it was not good but that character is the character that this character cemetery man is based on
0: oh he did not do good <laughs> <laughs> he really didn't do good. rupert ever did a lot but better
2: the, the comic book is done in it's nothing surreal about it but it is very much a comedy action okay film or, or a comic book and, uh, you know, I, I never read a whole lot of the comics. I remember going back and trying to read, like, a couple of them. They're really hard to find. Uh, well, at least for me they are. I'm sure other people have, like, them already. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, when I was reading it, I'm like, this doesn't feel in tone at all, like, how the movie feels. Right. Like, the movie felt so different in such a way. And, and the movie, I believe, is, is, uh, is written by the guy who wrote the comic book. That's so weird, so, then. Yeah, it's like a strange, like... And and again, like I have to keep reminding myself that this is an '80s film. Like, yeah. Whenever I think about the movie, I think early '80s. See. And I know it's not. It's '94. That's so yeah. weird. That's so <laughs> it's weird. Mid '90s. And I might
0: I might get beat up for this one from from the fans of this film too. But it's so weird because I not me. I was like I knew it was a '90s film, and it stuck with me because the fucking soundtrack they use those <laughs> '90s synth like that's uh, sound
2: uh, Ozzy Osbourne during the bike scenes. That's an Ozzy Osbourne song. That's a song called Hellraiser. There's, like, ugh. It's got the riff. <laughs> I,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. I I when I, Whenever I, when I look at this movie, it feels so much like Dead Alive.
2: Like, I agree with that, but Dead Alive came out 10 years prior to it. Oh, was that? 80, I believe 80s? so. Okay. Dead Alive was in I the 80s I thought Dead movies, Alive was yeah. in
3: the 90s. Yeah, I thought Dead well. Alive was, like, 91 or was something. Was it? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I don't know for sure, but it I thought least it was, like, 91.
1: looked like it, it, it in quality, but also in tone. You know, it had that, that dark comedy kind of aspect, that wackiness. It
3: did, it did, but it didn't get, wha- it didn't get as wacky as Dead Alive gets, and I think that it takes maybe to...
0: hurt it a little bit. I think it hurt it a little bit that it didn't get to it until at least the 43-minute mark. Yeah. The first 40 minutes of this film, are, is, for me at least, were, were, is tough
3: to swallow. Really? <laughs> it yeah. was just a drag for yeah. you? Yeah, it was a drag.
2: There's nothing that in, that that gets you with that first like uh, that relationship the with any of like that didn't connect with you at all. No, no. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just That's couldn't. Weird. I didn't have no. I didn't like. I didn't <laughs> like the character at first. He grew on me after a little bit. It took a while.
2: So again, this this time around when I watched it, the beginning forty minutes weren't as exciting to me, and I think partially because a lot of times people are going. Not a lot of times, but young men at least. The reason why I went and watched it is because everybody's talked about that really hot sex scene mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the movie.
0: That's what everybody brings up too, in the, like a lot of the reviews. And I watched it, and I was like, Yeah, I've seen better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but in ni- but in
2: ninety two or ninety four, <laughs> yeah, that might have been a, a different a different. I think that's part of the reason why it was sitting on that top shelf at my yeah mom and pop video stores because yeah. of that scene. Uh, but I you know I think about that and like I it, I think it's exactly true. I'm not I'm not into the first 40 minutes of that movie but I get really into it when the severed head and the other characters yes. start to have some fun yep, yep. and I think it gets really interesting and then I lose interest when it becomes a serial killer film at the, or uh, the killing movie at the end of the I agree with comes.
0: you and then like even at the end of the serial killer thing or whatever it, I don't even know if we can call it a serial killer thing because yeah. the way the film ends. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, I have questions about what actually
3: happened. You want to get into it? And Franco and
4: I'm, yeah, I'm ready to because this is this is the part of the film this that I, the, I feel like, so I feel like everybody's we're talking about it from like we've talked about it from the comedy aspect, and the horror aspect. Like I totally saw this as just like a like a romance, like a surreal dark mm-hmm. romance. Like that's how I was viewing it. Like all the zombie stuff to me was like I felt like it wasn't even like it was backstory to all of this. Like, I, th- I thought it, it, at its center, like, this is just a story about a guy falling in, like, love and loss, which I mean, kind I of mean, like. I mean, his, his name, Delamorte yeah. Delamore,
2: is in love and in death or something yeah. like that, yeah.
4: Which it was yeah. just like, what is, this, what is this supposed to be a representation of? Like, and that's what I kept seeing, and especially since it's the same girl over and over and over again, and it just never ends out right, it just never ends out right good for him.
3: Everything is extreme too. It's like he yeah. loves really hard and then when he kills, he like murders like ruthlessly.
2: So, this time around, I really connected to that part. More than anything else is the the aspect of it being a relationship film. Mm-hmm. So, when I get to the end, I am we were okay to spoil it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. the ending has time. this kind of like cliffhanger, literally, a yeah, cliffhanger right. ending. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that we got to talk about it. It just gets, you know, it, it really is a bonkers ending, but at the same time, I sit back and reflect to myself. I'm like, okay, it's a guy who's lost his love and is trying to keep his love alive and is trying desperately to maintain this connection with this person that he immediately fell in love with the first time he looked at her. And now she's gone, and it's like this downward spiral for this character of, like, you know, even to the point where death doesn't mean anything. Another person's life means nothing to him because he doesn't have the person in his, love, in his life that will balance him out. So when I get to the end of this movie, I oftentimes think, or this time at least I thought about it being, it's just a story about a guy who's, like, at the end of his broken heart. Like, he knows there's no way back from it. So you mm. get this bonkers, you know, kind of a slap in the face ending, that is meant to tie up all those emotions and feelings that are building and building and building throughout the entire film. And then you leave him with the only other person he has in his life in this strange coexistence. Mm
0: -hmm. See, I took it totally different. That's so weird. (laughs) I, I took it as, um, because of his conversations with death Mm -hmm. that he has and he tries to leave and death is like, we're going to go basically and when he tries to leave, I took it as they basically are in some sort of purgatory from the, the, and his job is basically to work in this purgatory as somewhat of keeping the dead from escaping where, but where are they going to (laughs) go?
2: I think that's, I think that's a, that's a logical ending too, but death, which is, yeah,
3: but death specifically tells him to stop killing the dead because his job, it's his job. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: that, but I, that, 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 I mean, you could also beg the question of, and this is going way crazy deep, and I'm probably going to, you guys are be like, what? But, like, Rupert may not be alive in this film. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: is bitten yeah, at one yeah, point in yeah. time in the movie.
1: I mean, I definitely got the same purgatory vibe, though, to the end, just because of the way that that whole scene was presented to us. It was...
2: Because he said... So- it, it's
1: like a snow globe, but it was like this kind of dream-like, fog-like yeah, kind yeah. of world. It looked like, looked like something out of fucking
0: Silent Hill or some shit. And... <laughs> and The end of Krampus. And I believe, like, Death says something along the lines of, like, they are basically the same.
4: Yeah, he tries to relate the two.
0: So that tells me that, I mean, he could have, maybe he is, like... Desk, I, do like I, idea, I do like the idea. the idea that he's in
1: purgatory, and his and and like his job is to you put could, the dead. You
0: could also almost relate to the same way to what what Monty was saying with uh, that like, would be purgatory. a love purgatory. No, in, in itself too.
1: That that's still just purgatory, right? Yeah. Purgatory is like this this existence where you're you you're not here nor there, and you're kind of maybe part of his purgatory is yes, he's being haunted by these dead souls um, that maybe they these dead corpses almost represent the dead pe- the people that he's killed and then he's constantly chasing after this woman that's why she continuously appears to him in
0: different well, that, forms well and that's so. why i kept on linking her sh- keep showing up because i didn't take it as, as three separate stories but i was like okay but if he's in like some sort of purgatory or some kind of like something like a hell yeah. or some it's, shit like a curse yeah he's, and there
2: there clearly is a purgatory motif when you mm-hmm. find out that his impotence that the, uh, the whole community thinks on him. Yes. You know, they think that he's this yeah. impotent man. Uh, that level of what goes along with love is passion, uh, physical passion. Yes. And how that's taken away from him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can throw that in that purgatory vibe as well, too. You're not allowed to have that kind yeah. of relationship with somebody. Well, that's the thing. I gotta. Can we talk about that?
0: Because I got questions with that. Thank you for bringing this this whole <laughs> impotent thing up. Is he impotent? Is he not impotent? He's no. not.
3: They just made that story up about him, which yeah. ruined okay. his like
0: reputation. Which that's okay. So then that brings me to the second part when he's like, I gotta be impotent. But this is on the second the second meeting of the same <sighs> the, group. The, the second, she? Yeah, I think yeah. her name is just she in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, is and and he's like. He's like full on like cut my dick off is what I yeah. got right yeah, oh, yeah. definitely he's <laughs> cut my dick off and he's like I don't want any any anesthetics and then the doctor's like don't make me do this I can't do it I'm gonna give you a shot this is gonna make your winky not work for like a month
3: <laughs> and then winky.
0: he's like we're gonna put that shot takes the shot and it's in the front and I mean screams like he might as well have cut his his dick off yeah my question is. Where did that shot go? Because I'd much rather have a shot
1: That's your than my
0: dick cut off.
1: That's your question?
4: <laughs>
0: right.
4: <laughs> Where did the shot go is my question. <laughs> what do you mean? It went in his dick. Yeah,
1: it went in his dick
4: that's yeah. why he's screaming so much.
3: You're saying it you're saying it caused that much pain to put a shot in the dick. But he's like, he's, he's he's cut off. it off! Yeah. I
0: don't need any anesthetic, just cut my dick off. The blowtorch. I'm ready for that. He hits him with a goddamn <laughs> Hit him with needle. The the guys <laughs> hits him with a goddamn needle and you think he got his dick cut off. But yeah. I think
4: that, that goes to say about something about this character is that he wants to be tortured. Like and it, I think yes. that's a pretty yes. common yeah. theme Absolutely. with his entire character is that he it's like almost like he in, like he doesn't want happiness, but because he wants this love. He doesn't. He doesn't want happiness it's, because, he because he can't have, have the love. love. Right? Yeah. Exactly.
1: So yeah, and that's why that's why he subjects himself to that, and that's why I think he goes on this kind of like disconnection from the rest of humanity, killing spree and shit. That is just kind of torturing himself. But, and finding yeah. different ways to torture it's, himself, and then
2: like right after that scene that you're talking about, we get the encounter with the woman. And which is just like this time at Monty, at the age I'm at, saw that scene and I was like, What is that about? (laughs) I said the same thing. I said the same thing because
0: her line is like, The mayor raped me and I didn't like it. And then we did it again and it was good. So now I'm leaving you for him. And I was like, Really? What the fuck? Yeah. Like that one. That one fucked me up yeah, a little bit. And the other yeah. hard pill I had to swallow with this one is I, like, I got to talk about it because I can't. Nagi and like the teenage mayor's daughter. <laughs> yeah, that's some yeah, weird that one. shit right there. Even man. though n- n- we're given the impression that Nagi has the intelligence of a child, um,
2: it just, that was just, yeah. He's just not. A I was child. like, I'm glad they turned it comedy. Yeah, cause yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they make it. they play it up really comedic the entire time,
0: yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. glad you did because that's still gross, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: There was a layer of like uncomfortability like the whole time.
0: That, you know, kind of kept you
3: laughing, but you're like, should I be laughing I love, I loved how, how sweet she stayed, though, through it. After he puked
1: on her, she's like, oh, he's just so sweet. Yeah, and then I She jumps on the but back she was of Claudio's she, tre- she was also treating him like he was not human. Like, what is that? Yeah, what, what is, is it? Like, so Jesus. That was,
0: Buy me one, daddy. That one, that, that one Yeah, that one scene kind of weird me Fucking out. a Wonka he scene right pu- there. She <laughs> pukes on her, pukes on her, and she's just like, ah, ah, it's Okay. Back of the motorcycle, gone. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the boyfriend's like, they don't even go change her clothes. I know. She's just fucking wrecking. Don't drive it, fast man.
1: enough to blow the puke off. <laughs> yeah. <just> sc- <laughs> smells like
0: spaghetti. Her and Claudio screaming down the road with, with his other biker gangs. And then turns into one of my favorite cutaways I think I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> because I, I laughed out loud. This is one of the scenes that actually <laughs> made me laugh is when the bus crashes into the kids which i uh, that are on the motorcycles i thought was awesome yeah right but when the bus goes over the cliff they're like yeah we don't have the money for that let's just show a horse's face <laughs> 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 and do the sound effects dude i yeah. laughed so hard i was like that's what you cut away to don't get it <laughs> yeah I was like, yeah, you, yeah. Cut away, you cut away to a horse. <laughs> but, yeah, the Nagi, the Nagi thing, otherwise from that, like the, that kind of bothered me, but he's probably my favorite actor in this film.
1: So did the hit on the head make him able to talk again? Or was he just well, hiding it's
0: that we- the whole time? That's
2: a weird thing, too, where him and they both, they sw- kind of switch places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that weird coexistence that they have, yeah. I think. It, that's, re- that's what I got out of it, at least at the end, when you know all of a sudden Nagi can speak, and the only response that Francesco can give Back is the nah, um, nah, yeah, yeah, is the only word that I mean. Oh, okay, yeah, but like, is there do you think that the far outness of themes and subject matter is that what makes the movie so appealing to people? Do you think that's what brings people in? Because I still hear people talk about Cemetery Man very, can very t- lovingly.
0: Can I tell you, I was reading reviews from uh, online from this on just on like. User reviews and critic reviews, and people. I'm gonna. This I gotta use filthy language on this one, but people blow the shit out of this movie.
4: I mean, wait you mean blow it as in like, like suck its dick? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Want to make sure you were. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, that's where I was on the same
0: <laughs> level. <laughs> what? I mean, because I I I, re- I was reading people, and I don't know if it's true, but I was re- reading people saying the director of this was somewhat of like an apprentice of like. Argento yep. and, and, and that. And people are saying, like, this movie is better than Argento films and going, like, insane going to me. Going that that's far. Which me. I was also saying, that's insane to me. And I'm not even a big Italian film fan.
1: I don't know what it is. I think I, I thought this is what I, and I think I told you this, Mike, after I watched it. But, okay. like, part of me thought, like, maybe this is just one of those movies that, like, everybody's seen it, like, once, maybe, but, like, they all remember the fucking trailer and the marketing and remember it as like me, what happened to me going into this? I thought this was like this huge badass movie with this fucking dude's like just killing fucking creatures and fighting demons in a cemetery left and right and like, Maybe that's it. Maybe people are just latching onto like maybe just the action element or just the comedy element but like ignoring the rest of the film around it. Here's the
0: thing, well, I think Bloody Disgusting gave this film a 5 out of 5.
3: I feel like the writing lends itself to for people to sort of latch onto it and dig a little deeper. Everything feels like it could be a metaphor for something or like it like this could be a really simple thing that people just dig into and like get real deep on. Or maybe it was the intention of, like, the filmmakers to put all this, like, you know, uh, like, the way they wrote the film, the way he speaks, the things he says, the reasons why he says these things, are they in a purgatory? Is there, like, this whole mystery? Is there, like, a deeper mystery to be solved, like, with this world, especially with the snow globe thing at the end? What does that mean, you know? Like, um, but you're asking if you think that's what people are latching onto is the fact that. There's
2: there's so much maybe that could be pulled out of the film that 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 exactly that you can make your own interpretation to what the film is about. But also the fact that uh, I think it it, if you go back to 94 and look at all the other movies that were coming out in that time, this one is like the weird kind of not like everything else at that time. Jurassic Park was 94, 93. 93. 93, 93, yeah. (laughs) People were still on (laughs) on that Jurassic Park dude, (laughs) but like you know, like I think Pumpkinhead Part Two came out during this time. Phantasm Two came out at this time. Uh, New Nightmare came out this. The Brain Scan you guys just did. Brain Scan Mm -hmm, that came out in ninety four as well too. You know, there is like all these movies that are really kind of attaching themselves to the nineties style of horror filmmaking. And then there's this weird cemetery man that is trying really hard to make me think about the 80s and the 70s.
1: Mm. So, what is it that that keeps this movie in your mind then, you personally?
2: It changes, and and you know, I I like picking movies that create discussion. So, like my first time on, I picked a movie that was my heart, and that I could you know, sit here and battle with you guys about this time. I knew just based on the room that there would be some discussion about it. Mm. And I think movies that do that ultimately earn a place because they all still make people talk. Even if it's negatively, I still think that's a quality that a film can bring out because we can all sit in agreement about numerous films. Um, but at the same time, this movie I come back to because I, I still want to feel like what you think cemetery man's about. I want to feel like what new horror fans think about Cemetery Man. I want to know why those people in the you know who grew up with Cemetery Man still carry it as one of their favorite films.
0: There's a lot of people that I was reading, too, and, like, again, this is user reviews on, on different sites that were like, yeah, I saw this in, at a film festival. I saw this at a film festival. Yeah. I read that over and over again. I saw this at a film festival. And it seems like a lot of it, too, seems like that's where their review was coming from. And I could see in 94 seeing this in a film festival would probably be pretty... Mm-hmm. This would be pretty pretty, well, pretty I mean fresh. this, is, this yeah. is the
4: this is the boom of the indie film art I mean yeah. this is yeah. where Reservoir dogs starts coming in, and this is where all the indie darlings like Kevin Smith start coming into play. also, I don't know so, really I mean, what
3: horror was doing at, in the festivals at that time, do mm-hmm. you like was that even really a big genre for the for the major festivals?
2: I mean, if anything, it was the uh smaller independent things that were coming out. Like yeah. Brainscan had a major release and yeah. you know, all those other movies had major theatrical releases or they were going straight to straight to video. This be mm-hmm.
0: like a this would be like an A twenty four film today.
2: Yeah. I could totally feel it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, like it, it would be yeah.
0: It would. Yeah. I did, Just,
2: think, I did less, think, less
1: killing, that's for sure. I did think I did think <laughs> while I was watching this, like,
2: man, I, I I think
1: I would dig a remake of this. I don't know. They did it. It's called Dylan Dog. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not really we rephrase a remake. That? It's Check. not really remake. I think I could remake. dig a good remake of this. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I mean, you put it in the hands of somebody who has a nice aesthetic who understands like the the balance they're trying to get. I think you get something super interesting. If you really focus it on the characters and not so much about the extra stuff. See, I think if you focus on
0: the extra stuff and and you get Dylan Dog. Yeah, I guess maybe you get Dylan <laughs> <and> Dog then <laughs> <laughs> I guess That's true. because I don't know, like I think you gotta keep a little bit of the you would have to keep a little bit of the art house element, but then actually give a cohesive story.
1: That's all I would really want is actually something that's like a little a, a, more cohesive. A cohesive story with a little more
0: action. I don't, little mi- more action I, don't mind, to it. I
1: don't mind something having um open ended concepts that we can pull from and create, but I would like some sort of
4: more cohesive point A to point B in this movie. See, man, I'm, I'm am I the only guy here that couldn't have been bothered with like making a story out of this? Like I thought all the surreal aspects of this film, that's what I dug. Like all if you're talking about this as being an art house film versus like a horror film, like I don't give a shit about being a horror film at this point. Like I'm way more into this reading this film and trying to trying to pull something from it and seeing it as this surreal experiment about or this story about love and, and death and like they're coinciding with. I mean, I th- the ending for me I I mean, quite honestly blew me out of the water. I I loved it. Like mm. I was super into it. Um
1: <laughs> blew you out of the water. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely like, and- did, man. <laughs> like I was
4: I I I <laughs> I it left me thinking like, wow, what was this? Cause at, right when I thought I knew what was going on with this film, like it, it was a weird moment where he gets to the, where he tries, he goes through the tunnel and then it opens up and he hits it. And I knew like immediately, I'm like, it's going to be like, there's a wall or some shit. Like he's stuck. This little town isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's going on here. And, and the moment I'm just like, that's the moment where I'm kind of like, oh, this is where this film's going. Okay. But that whole getting hit in the head and then he starts talking And then he goes, nah, like, that's where I was just like, all right, well, now we're back into me not knowing the fuck is going on. (laughs)
3: Can I just say that there was another part that confused me with his relationship with his friend Franco, the guy who he's always talking on the phone to. Why do I just get this weird impression that that's not even a real person, that that's he's like almost talking to himself? Like, I, I don't know why I got this vibe that like that was just a character
4: in his own mind, oh, that's that a, he talks to. I think he definitely did, and I think I agree, with, yeah. yeah, I agree. Because he did Franco doesn't recognize him at all when he wakes up. Right. Right? I think it was just, he like, tells him to get the fuck out.
0: I think it's like the only guy he met because he just turned in that form that the second mayor gets. Well, yeah. is
3: that why he also kind of falls in love with this girl because it's like the only girl that's ever come around, or really, that's ever like. I mean, I don't know. Like that—that's the only like well, female that, that I saw. There's
0: that. Oh no, there's the re- the old lady who keeps returning to find out where she's gonna bury herself. And she keeps calling
3: them both handsome and blah 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 and all and that.
0: She's pretty at one point and old. and It says the whole both line. I I was kind of confused on what their relationship was supposed to represent. I couldn't figure that one out. That's what, what I'm saying. Like I think I feel like there's a lot of things that are supposed
3: to represent things, but I don't know. I don't know if I just feel that way or if that's true. true.
4: Yeah, I agree. You know. Yeah. That's, and that's a weird feeling to have in a film. So do you think... What what are you trying to say? Are you thinking like he's faking it? What's that? Like, do you think that, like, it's he's just putting a bunch of weird shit into a film and none of it really has any... No, no, no. I would like to okay. believe
3: that it has more meaning to it. Um, but, you know, and I don't know if that... You know, maybe that's what's good about the film is it opens it up for debate, but I do always question See, if it's like gone too far like (laughs) how
4: do you watch a holy mountain and then like how do you how do you coincide those two films like because there's times when you're watching Holy man Um, you're like what the fuck is going on Holy
3: Mountain's probably a little bit more heavy-handed with like the symbology and shit like that but
0: can I answer that question as a person who uh, is not a fan of that uh, of that film and I can feel like I can point out the differences in this too is that and and don't take this, this but Holy Mountain doesn't have, to me, doesn't have an aspect of it where it would be entertaining to a wider audience where there's glimpses of this entertainment element in, um, I went to see cemetery, man, I wanted to call it Dylan dog and <laughs> uh, cemetery, man, that are like entertainment for like the, ho- like a horror fan, like a horror fan. There's, there's moments in cemetery, man, that a horror fan could watch and be entertained just on the horror aspect of alone with the gore and like some of the zombies and stuff like that, which are, you know, are cool where it's more, There's definitely, like, a heavier hand with, I feel like, less tongue-in-cheek and more heavy hand with um, Holy Mountain. Like, in that it's less of a comedy? Like, I, like... Yeah, because I feel like when you... Maybe that's the thing, too. Maybe that's just a hard mixture to do is, like, a, a, a surrealistic comedy. Maybe that's where the disconnect that I was having with it is, because it would take you out of that surreal, like where you're never taken out of like the surrealistic, I feel like vibes of Holy mountain. You're just kind of trapped in it. Unfortunately, Um <laughs> you get, you get hints of entertainment. I feel with this movie and I don't feel, I feel like this movie's maybe not get into it. It doesn't fully feel like a surrealistic film. almost until, uh, I mean, it's peppered
1: throughout,
4: but it's not. It's not it's really heavy-handed until like the dri-
0: second, th- it's, like the it's, second it, half yeah, of the film. It, it's not dry. It, not ramps, driving up. it, it ramps up. It ramps up. It definitely it certainly up. does. Yeah.
4: I mean, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. It, it doesn't start right off the bat with like what the fuck is going no. on here. But I mean, I do think some of the. Holy I mean, it,
0: does start off with what the. Fuck I just want to know here.
3: what kind of want to know what the message is of this film. I don't know if there it's defined at all, like or if you're supposed to figure it out, like if you're supposed to like.
0: And that's what. That's kind of what I question too. Is 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 is? Did this have elements of things that they were trying to say that they just didn't execute?
4: Well, w- well, wait a second. If we're wait, but like surrealism isn't really an exploration in trying to get from point A to point B. It's the experience of it all.
3: Yeah, but I don't think this whole movie was
4: just made to be a surrealistic film. I feel like there is like a message or there. Are- yeah, and I think I mean, like you're right because there's coincidences in this film, like his name and. I
3: feel like just a
4: lot of his dialogue
3: alone, it's like they're trying to make some kind of point with like what he's what he's saying or the way he like acts or speaks to like other characters and how they respond to him and like I don't know. I feel like
4: like I can tell you there was one review that I read, um, I can't remember where I read it about this when I was researching this film, and the the critic was pointing out the obvious references to fascism. And I remember watching it and being like, "Where the fuck did he dude, see that?"
0: I wondered the same thing. I saw the, I think I saw, saw the, the 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 same review, and I was like, "Where did you get this?"
4: <laughs> like, I was
0: I was really like questioning that. I was like, "Where did you get this?" My 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 theory on it maybe, and, and I could be wrong on this. I sometimes feel like in uh, Italian films they'll throw in that surrealistic thing just because they don't know how to translate
4: a story. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that, dude. Sometimes I feel that way. You're losing me on this one. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, and as an Italian, I'm, I'm. You're bordering on racism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like where this is going. I can say it. You can't say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I just. I don't know because it's, just, they just
3: made movies. How they know how to make
0: movies? Like I don't know. Uh, don't like, get me wrong. Like there's things. The story is to me is not the strong suit of this film. If you were if you were gonna put anything, if you want to know where the real story is, is is the the cinematographer of this film, god, god bless whoever that is, because they did a bang up job. Production for sure. Oh, it's yeah. top
4: notch, I feel like. Yeah, the, the shots in this jo- the shots in this film are fantastic. Just ridiculous. They're just, amazing stuff. just
0: ridiculous. So yes. I feel like the story is almost somewhat second handed to the shooting style in this film for me. But there's
4: but there's cle- there's clever flourishes that have to be coming from the director. Like I I love the part where he shoots the girl the first time mm-hmm. and that um like scarf or uh, sash Goes over his head and then he's like looking at her through this thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something that a cinematographer came up with. That's something the director mm-hmm. said. Like sure. we're doing this. Uh,
2: he he talks a lot about it, a lot about his influences on art uh-huh. as well too, and how art like really yeah uh, connected with him to like the whole scene where they're making out with the shawls around their head mm-hmm. is actually an art piece. Like an example uh, of like, an art piece that the the director admired quite a bit.
0: Wow. See, and I feel like the the story was in this movie for me, at least, was told more visually than it was actually with the dialogue and what was displayed on screen. As far as like story goes, yeah.
1: And yeah. I, I think the only reason that I have that I wish I wanted more from the story, a more cohesive one, is because like I can't sit there and as a as like a viewer, I can't sit there and say this is a hundred percent a surrealist film, like because I don't feel like it goes enough in that direction. I feel like it plays to several different audiences. Um you know, I, if it felt if it didn't have the kind of action horror element on the front end, you know, leading us into it, like then maybe I could say, yeah, it's 100 percent surrealist and I don't need a story. But I agree. I, I wish it was something a little more cohesive, and a little more of a point A to point B, because they started me on that journey with with the beginning half of this film. Like, and I'm a little sad that they fucking stopped. And it almost through. feels
0: like, it's for me, at least it, For at least I felt with it, too, is like I was more entertained. Don't get me wrong. I was more entertained by the second half of the film. But the second half of the film felt more of like uh, we're not really sure how to end this or where to go with this. So let's just do this. this.
2: You see, that's why I, I think I take it back and think about it as three separate stories. Yeah. So you got the first part of the movie, the first 40 minutes, which is really an analysis or not analysis but it's really like you're them trying to do a horror film and then you get your second part of the movie which is uh, Nagi in the head and all that that beca- starts to become more comedy and with some surrealism in it. I think surrealism is in throughout the entire film just not in big chunks and then you get to that final aspect of the movie and that really is when the movie takes on its its wheels of being a surrealist kind mm-hmm. of film. Oh. And if I step back and look at it in that regard and think about it in those terms, the film makes more sense to me and I relate to it so much better. Watching it last night and seeing it kind of play out real quick in one sitting really like bothered me at times. Like there were parts that really bothered me, but then parts that still really stuck out to me that I really admired quite a bit, especially as the movie progressed. I didn't like the horror so much Mm -hmm. as I liked the more experimental parts.
0: Well, because, yeah, I mean, there's even, I mean, they had me at the end of the film even questioning if that hospital was fucking real and those people that were Mm -hmm. coming in and getting shot were real.
3: Yeah. I was just going to say, same thing. uh, that, That scene, particularly right there, I thought was probably one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie. And it's not even like a horror movie scene. We're not in the cemetery. Like, it's in this hospital room, but it's like you're just, they're surrounded by white curtains and people keep coming in and getting shot and it's like staining the white curtains. Maybe. And then it pulls out and it's just like this big spotlight, you know, it, it's that, that part of it's like the surreal part is like, where is this? But Maybe
2: that's your comment on fascism because he shoots religion, yep. he shoots medicine. And oh yeah. And yeah, he I shoots uh, authority, I believe as well too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could, but that's one scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not the I entire mean, movie. throughout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: It's funny that you say that. That's your favorite scene. I feel like that's the scene that stuck with me the most from the, this movie too. Yeah. Is that hospital scene? You know why? Is because I had a dream last night, and it was like almost like a nightmare. I woke up with this dreaded, like, terrible feeling because I woke. I had this dream that I was um, being doggy. Like, uh, no! I was <laughs> I was bla- being eating
4: spaghetti. With being his hands. blamed
0: for murders that I didn't remember committing. And they had all this evidence against me, like my shoe prints and like all this other crazy stuff. And I was like, but I didn't do it because I couldn't remember doing it. But like, no, you did it. And I was (laughs) just like, Oh, my God. It was like the same kind of weird. I got it from this movie. I know Cody I got it I don't Missy. know. So that murderer. sounds like the,
4: the plot of Candyman, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No.
3: You've been watching. You've been watching like. That's brain staircase. Staircase. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's it's Brain, also brain scam. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. It's brain also Brain Scam. scam. Yeah. 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 Brain scan. Fucking podcast C-
1: you, dude. You, just, you shouldn't have banana spaghetti before bed because you just give weird dreams. Banana spaghetti. Everybody catch that? Put yes, I did. Sliced on his fucking yeah. spaghetti. I <laughs> yeah. wanted to vomit. Like Jesus.
0: <laughs> what was that instrument he was playing? Because I think the actor is a. Uh, it's like a. He's violin, a, a, kind, a, a of, kind of homemade violin. Yeah. I think that actor is like a famous musician. From what I was reading, I don't know if that's true. or Well, not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't again, know. Choice role I, again.
3: Again, my favorite.
0: No, he's one of my. He's my favorite actor in this film. Any actor that like
3: again like The Shape of Water that can have a great performance and no dialogue like is like mm-hmm. i mean that is like the true test i think of good acting you know it's like you can only tell your character or like act your character through your facial expressions or grunting you know what i mean it's like i was impressed i cuz i you always knew
0: exactly what that dude was feeling yes i give. i'll give rupert ever credit too he grew on me like a like a fungus <laughs> it was slow. It took a long time. I was like, dude, I just do not like him in this movie. And by the end of it, I was like, he was pretty good in that movie.
4: Oh, uh, really? Yeah.
0: I, I liked him from I the get go. I, I think. don't know if it's just the character I maybe didn't like from the get go. Like, just that, that, like, just, he seemed kind of like, I don't know, what's snooty? Snooty. Arrogant. Yeah. Maybe, and like, like, a little bit, of just
4: that ass, kind of an asshole.
0: I'm going to go with asshole. Yeah, I'll go with asshole. I, there yeah. was a
4: moment. Man, at some point, maybe two-thirds of the film where I was trying to figure out, I was like, does this film just hate women or something because they're just so terrible? And then I, there was a moment where I kind of looked at Rupert Everett as kind of being like a whiny. Yeah. Kind of like, get your shit together, dude. Like, you know, like, don't blame it all on women, you know? I, what, but, you know, I, I don't know if that's what it was trying to go or if it just accidentally. Blame it on the alcohol. It, <laughs> that's what I did. exactly what I did. <laughs> um I can Yeah, some weird it's moments. funny that you
0: bring that up cuz now I can kind of see that where it's like he I feel like he does blame that woman for a lot of his troubles and it's well, really him. It's the same woman
4: over and over yeah. again and she kind of I mean the first one not so much that's his fault, right? Like I mean he shoots her and you know she wasn't dead yet, right? Yeah. Um but the other two it's like how absolutely! Uh, what what's the word to use? She's just like so uh, flippant. That's not flippant, right? What does that mean when you're
1: untrustworthy? In well, his yeah, life? The, the
4: second one for sure. She's just the like third one back too. and forth. The third and the one, third one just turns out on to be yeah, but the, it's, it's weird. Like her, of her three personas, right? The first one like grows to learn to kind of like love him, and then is like super into him, right yeah. to the point where. After death, she still wants to be with him, right? Mm-hmm. The second one, like, absolutely turns her emotions off on a dime. Like, it's such as this weird moment where she's just, like, has no idea. Like, a schoolgirl. Like, she's just completely, uh, God, I wish I could. I don't know that? why I can't figure out the word for this. It's when you don't know what you want. Naive? Yeah, kind of, I guess. Indecisive? I mean, yeah, indecisive is is also another one. <laughs> It's an easier one, <laughs> yeah, it, right. But like, she leave, she your, leave like, your English literature
1: flickering at it. home. I mean,
4: listen to like even the way she she tells she's I can't be with a guy uh, because who has a penis, essentially, right? <laughs> so then he goes off and he does this thing, and then she's like, I got raped and that was horrible, but then I thought I'd try it again, and then it was kind of cool, and now I'm super into sex. But I still like it. Like, it just reminded me, like, what, like, what a fucking horrible person. Well, she has no thing idea what you wants. about
3: her? Like, she's like, but, and we're getting married, but we can still be together. He, she friend zones him pretty he, hard. He knows yeah. that yeah. we can. It's
0: called the friend zone, he, Chris. Yeah, that's what it's called, Chris. That's what But she's
3: call. saying they can still bang and stuff. No, 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 no. No. No, no.
4: no because he, what she's on you the watch? assumption now that he can't do it.
1: Right? Yeah. So they'll never bang. So they're friends. But they're just you know, they're just gonna they're just gonna watch Gossip Girl together. <laughs> yeah, That's all they're
4: doing. That's it. That's true. And okay. then but the third one, she's she's a prostitute, so she knows it the whole time. She's just manipulating him the she, whole time. Yeah, yeah. She's in control of this whole but situation. She, but 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 yeah, but but she sells him a lie. They
2: also
0: well, they, they, okay. the, the
1: two of them basically kind of did that, right?
0: Do you think this is? Let me ask <laughs> you this tuition's question. Tuition's expensive. Let me ask you this question because now you got me thinking, Mike, with your descriptions of this. Do you think that this in the, your three part story thing too? Do you think this is the beginning and middle and the end of a bad relationship with all the same woman? That's right what time? I've been. Does most of your relationships end with you having to no, pay no,
1: them money for just sex? a bad? Yeah. No, no,
0: no. Bad relationship of like the things that you go through. Like maybe that. Maybe that doesn't. the that whole thing of. The whole thing of because that sounds like some excuse that like if a girl cheats on you that sounds I mean, like you, you come up with some bullshit excuse like oh yeah she was you know I don't know I mean it's the classic I, ra- I, I would say mean, she was raped and she liked it but that's yeah. it's the classic you know love mean?
1: story of like opposites attract and then one of them gets raped and no, then no. becomes a prostitute There's, no what, what I mean is you, <laughs> you they classic. meet so they
0: meet right away and they fall in love super fast right meet yeah. r- right away fall in love super fast. Then they, well,
1: not the first time she he has to she, yeah well she, qu- she, he's got a quarter a little bit got a quarter and then, and then he and then he they, then he shows her a decrepit old crypt and then it's you know they fall right in love. the water park
2: boom and then
0: he <laughs> ends up he ends up killing that relationship and then it's like he almost gets back together with her and then it gets ruined again. And then he gets back together with her, and it he gets ruined again. Like we've all, you know what I mean? Like, well, I think we've they, all been through they, that relationship. The, the
1: second two is chasing the first one. He's trying to recreate the first one with the second two, with the other two. Well, even that's a, even that so could be the, a thing the, with the, the first one. After yeah, and I think this is what Monty brought up earlier. It's like, look, he fell in love, and he's trying to recapture that with with each of these. And he's, like he the, keeps trying think, the I same think, way he did the first time, I but it keeps the
0: same going girl, poorly. But I think it being the same woman represents. He's in purgatory. Something.
3: I feel like he's just seeing the same woman. I feel like that might be a different woman, but he's just seeing it as oh, the same woman.
1: There you go, Chris. I liked the purgatory I, idea better, but that's cool too. That's a
0: good one.
2: I also think as well too that if you look at the strongest emotions that the character is having with each one of those women, it, it's an interesting commentary on love because the first one is really lust that she's he's having with the woman. Yeah. The second is love because he'll do anything to be with her. And then the last part is loathing, mm-hmm. which is like kind of this whole dynamic of like the different kind of emotions that you might feel in a relationship. See, Monty said it better than me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I said, well, but just he said it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said, guys. See, this is that the should shit. be
1: a new segment of the show. Like, let's go to let's go to Monty for Cody's thoughts. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Can we, have, can, we just
1: like, can we just have
3: you on standby on Thursdays? We're going to
1: call you up. Monty, up this Skype. is what Cody's trying to say. Yeah.
3: Can you put it together, maybe? Like, it's he like, does it every time. Like we're going
4: to call a lifeline. It's, yeah, <laughs> having a hard time understanding Cody right now. It's time to call Monty.
1: Much like Millionaire, you only get one. You only get one, so use it wisely this episode.
0: <laughs> Let's do this, guys. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Cemetery Man. Thief.
2: Thief, you may have killed your wife and daughter. Okay, I'll give you that. It was me who knocked off the three girls. What are you doing stealing my murders? What kind of fucking friend do you think you are? I suppose you thought you were doing me a favor.
3: Huh? Put that out immediately. Smoking is not Shut allowed up. in here.
1: He's in a coma. He doesn't even notice.
4: Everything's shit. The only thing that's not shitty asleep.
1: What are you doing on the floor, sister?
0: She's praying. All right, guys. We are back. Let's rate this Mammer Jammer, shall we? Rate it. Monty, what are we rating uh, Cemetery Man tonight? Uh, We're going to use Valentina's severed head. We're going to go with Valentina's severed head tonight. It's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. (laughs) How many (laughs) Valentina's severed heads are you going to give this film, Kyle?
1: Um... Let's see. Cemetery Man. So, like, second time watching it, first time remembering it.
0: Um, <laughs> like, look, an, like an AA meeting. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: look, I... You know, this conversation was it was really interesting, actually. Um, and I think it it really... Opened my eyes to different aspects of the story that maybe I, I, I did I clearly didn't get the first time I watched it and and didn't pick up on the second time. But like I like the I like the fan theory of a purgatory. You know I, I kind of can see how that can work. Um, you know overall this movie I'm, I'm not gonna lie this movie just it did not live up to the hype that I thought. I don't know. So I liked the 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 beginning of it of the film. I like the kind of horror action element. I, I dug the 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 love story. The movie loses it for me though. At the same part that Cody, you said you absolutely love you 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 lashed on was when the motorcycle launched out of the grave. I don't know, that just went to a level that was too wacky for me, I guess. And then instead of keeping true to what it just created, it completely about faces and then it becomes this it, it, it dives deeper into more of these surrealist ideas and concepts. Um I think the overall idea of the movie is cool, but I don't know if it's as put together as I would like it to be. I'll I'll go back and watch it again probably to see if I picked up on more of what you guys saw. But for now I'm gonna give this a two point five.
0: Two point five from Kyle. Let's go. Let's go with Mike next. Switching it up
4: I wish you hadn't Wait, oh, okay.
0: I mean, I'll yeah, do it. He really
4: wants to get everybody else's opinion first. <laughs> no, no, that's actually not it because I well
1: because you don't want it because he doesn't want to shit on everything I just said. That's why.
4: No, no, no. So like w- finicky. I came into.
2: Th- it was the word that you were looking for <laughs> earlier. Finicky <laughs> was the word I
4: was looking for. Yes, <laughs> that's that's my review. Finicky. Yeah. Uh, no, I came into this film with uh, hearing. Not great things about it, like that's what I was told, like you know I, I talked to you, Kyle, and I you came downstairs, and you're like, "Oh man, I don't know about this one, and you know, I kind of went into this film expecting it to be just a shit house, but um,
1: I never used the term shit house
4: no, that's my that's all me <laughs> I didn't say that I like to use big words on this show <laughs> really. a finicky shithouse, a finicky shit. I thought it was just a finicky shithouse this film, and no, I but I mean I super I was like super into this film like I was captivated by it like almost throughout pretty much um so I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it four uh what do we say severed heads severed heads of Valentina is that
1: your review that's the shortest review Mike's ever, ever given, given in like the history
4: of was awesome, of this awesome podcast. Podcast. I'll expand <laughs> if you'd like no no, no. <laughs> unclasp your fingers sir. <laughs> No, I love this, I love, I love all the surreal aspects of this film. I really did view it as an art house film. Like I really did see it as that. Um, I, like I, I expected it to be what we thought, like a zombie killing. You know, almost like a superhero movie because it has that weird comic cemetery book man sounds like something. This is a comic book hero, like Meteor Man, <laughs> except a hundred percent less meteors. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it does but like um, but there's plenty of cemeteries. Um, No, I I really dug it. I don't know that it hit the mark that it was shooting for, but I thought it was a a, a crazy trip trying to get there, I guess. So, yeah, there we go. Four. Four. I'll go next. I'm going
0: to go. Let me see this. 43 minutes is a long time to get into a film. And man, I was pretty fatigued by then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because it doesn't, like, it gets better, but I don't feel like it got much better. Um, like this film to me is, is, it's boring. Uh, the comedy for me doesn't hit. Uh, I had more fun talking about it with you guys yeah. than watching it. I'm going to rate
1: this podcast five cause it was a good, good talk.
0: Yeah. Like that's, a, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I, man, this watching this film, I felt like it was, um, I just, it was, it was a drag. And then when this, there, there's, there is upsides, right? The gore is pretty fun to watch. I don't think we talked that much about the special effects in it, but they're pretty for the budget that this film supposedly had, which is pretty low. It's they're pretty fucking awesome. Uh the zombie design is pretty cool too. Like I like that. The settings are fantastically done. Like the 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 cemetery is very creepy. Uh this movie is if I, shot awesome. You want to, what kept me going through this whole movie was the way this movie was shot. Like that's what kept me going. I was just like, "What cool shot am I gonna see next?" Oh, that's really bo- that's a really cool way to shoot a really boring thing. Like <laughs> I was like, "This is awesome." So I was like enthralled with it like that. But as far as like an entertainment value goes, I was I was not a fan. I for te- <laughs> technical wise, man, I would give this film uh I, I gotta give this film a two. It's, just, it's a good film as far as technical wise though. Would I watch this again? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Just not my th- it's not my thing. It's not my cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea.
1: So you're setting at two, or was that two just for technical? No, that's a two. That's oh, just okay. a that's two total. for the
0: film. That's okay. two severed heads. Mm. Chris.
3: Um There's a lot of times on the show where we talk about films that we wish we saw when we were younger, and that maybe those films would have like a bigger impact on us if we had seen it like as we if we were kids. This is a film that I'm glad I saw when I was older because I think if I would have seen it when I was younger, I would have been like, this is boring, stupid, I'll never watch it again, whatever. Um, it took me a couple tries to get through it, but once I finally got through it and it did start to pick up around that 40-minute mark, um, I was really, I really enjoyed the film. Um, I, I really do think there's probably a lot that I missed on this first watch, um i the sets are great the lighting is awesome the cinematography is great so on a production scale like this is like really cool looking it looks like an art house kind of film definitely has a a distinct style um i thought all the actors did a really awesome job the settings were great like this film is 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 pretty well done and and i'm sure there's a lot to it um the only problem is like i don't know if I really care to dig that much deeper into it, I know like people kind of, you know, they maybe like to discuss this one a lot. And we had a good time discussing it here, but I don't think it's going to stick with me a hundred percent. I think it's a good film, but I don't think it's personally going to stick with me. I'm going to give it a three. um, And that's not to like, definitely see it, check it out. I think it's probably an important film, especially for a mid nineties independent art house horror film like this is this one kind of is is an interesting one but for me I'll stick it I'll stick with the three
2: Monty thank you for having me gentlemen I, I really enjoy the conversation and you guys are great film people and uh sitting here chatting about this movie makes me think about it in different ways I don't like horror films that fit nicely into any kind of box and in 1994 this film probably blew people's minds because it was building off of everything that happened in the 70s and 80s With that said, this movie has transformed with me over the course of my life. When I first saw it, I remember not really digging it, not really getting into it, and then later on when I got older, starting to really, really latch onto it and thinking it was this really good movie, revisiting it out. I think this is probably my fifth time watching it over. Sitting back now recently and and really taking a look at it, I really appreciate the aesthetic of the film. I appreciate the technique. I appreciate everything that goes into making this movie have life and come to life. I think it all works really nice. I don't mind the story being a little fragmented because that's how I view the film is in three different stories kind of pushing the one with that said, waiting 40 minutes for the movie to kind of punch you shouldn't happen. That should come a lot quicker with that said, some of the performances I think feel a little heavy handed. I think Rupert Everett's uh, performance uh, doesn't come off as nicely as it did back when I first watched it. I still appreciate a lot of the other things that are going on in the film. I appreciate the practicality of the effects. I appreciate uh, the fact that the movie makes you think. But older Monty now doesn't look on it with as fond eyes as younger Monty did. I'm giving this movie three and a half severed heads from Valentina. There you
0: have it, everyone. We got a review to read, Uh, so let's get on that.
1: Uh, yeah, we have a review here. This one is from Ice, ice Fang.
2: Ooh. That is 1C3F at NG. Yeah, Ice Fang. Ice Fang. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> ice Fang. <laughs> ice Fang. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ice Fang. <laughs> uh,
1: his review says, it's a five-star review. Title says, great podcast. And it says, I listen to this podcast whenever I go for a walk, which is every day. Thank you all for making my walks enjoyable and for introducing me to great movies.
0: Let me see, just let me just say this number 1 thank you for your review. <laughs> number 2, number 2 thank you for being being healthy. Yeah, yeah. Just, and active, know, active. And active. Yeah, yeah. With a kick-ass name like that, you gotta be active. Fucking okay, Ice Fang. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. K- you, gotta, you, gotta you, gotta you gotta be that. Yeah. Right. Ice Fang's one of those people that just rip your fucking throat out, like fucking uh, uh, what's like, his name in, in Roadhouse? Yeah, oh, like and dude, he dude. says yeah. Roadhouse after he does it. Roadhouse. Yeah, he and He's Roadhouse. Saying, right? Ice Roadhouse.
1: <laughs> thank you very much, Ice Fang. Awesome yeah. review.
0: Ice Fang tattooed on his neck.
1: He probably does have Ice yeah. Fang on his neck. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Ice Fang. Uh, thank you, everybody who does leave us a review. We're at ninety-six now, by the way. So four more, we hit that one hundred mark. Ooh, Let's keep that what going. What happens when we hit one hundred? You know what?
2: We get F- fireworks party. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is buying. <laughs> oh, nude, <whoa>! nude podcasting. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nude podcasting. <laughs> so remember, leave
0: us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Uh, do us a favor head over to um, iTunes like I said leave us a review there head over to our YouTube page subscribe there we got some content coming soon live event July 20th Night of the Creeps Phoenix Film Bar you can get your tickets where Chris? The Phoenix <laughs>
4: there it is Chris oh, the Film, film
0: Bar
3: filmbarphx.com
0: there you go with cousin surround sound right there <laughs> for you guys can't get that anywhere else but here on Colt Film and Review. They don't have that cousin surround sound <laughs> on a lot of things, so make sure you check that out. Uh, you can follow Kyle.
1: You can follow me on Instagram at Colt Film underscore Kyle.
3: You can follow Chris. On Instagram, Cult Film underscore
4: Chris.
2: You can follow Mike.
4: At Mike's Lucchio on Twitter.
2: You can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram, and you can follow Monty. You can find me at International Horror Sci-Fi Film Festival on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also find me programming stuff at Film Bar. I do the AGFA screenings as well as uh, numerous other things there. So come and join us in October. We'll have two double features for you guys. Going to plan some cool stuff out for October. And uh, come back and visit us when the festival comes around next April. That's our show for this week.
0: Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.
2: Man, none.